today Nothing seems real, it's like we waste away We all on social media, but nobody is social Everybody's texting, but nobody So today's guest, we've got Mikey P Thank you for joining me today, Mikey What's going on, man? Happy to be here <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to start with your nickname um, Being uh, that my name is Mike too <laughs> Not like no uh, court correlation whatsoever um most of my life um before i even knew about you most of my friends uh coaches everyone called me mikey oh um yeah. mikey so, oh <laughs> yeah um well, that's a so, good that's a good nickname <laughs> yeah you know come from a good cloth you know i know uh, there's there's a good crew of us mikey's in the world yeah um so i'm gonna ask you how did your uh, nickname originate how was uh, kind of given to you I mean, I don't know. I've always been like a goofball growing up, and my, my first name obviously is Mike. My last name starts with a P, so it just kind of like started at in, the, in high school, or whatever. Um, when we were, I was in a wrestling team, we all gave each other nicknames and whatnot, and my boy just called me Mikey P all the time, and that just kind of stuck forever. And I'm like a I'm a big kid, you know, like I'm stuck in my ways. I'm never gonna grow up. I'm gonna be an adult, but I'm gonna be a kid for the rest of my life. We're uh, we're a bunch of man boys over here. <laughs> um. So what was it? Uh. For, like in high school for you growing up were you a sports guy or yeah I wrestled for 17 years um I started on the mat when I was like a little kid I wrestled all throughout high school um and then I actually got a, a scholarship to West Virginia University and I got asked to go there and then I ended up switching lanes and going into um radio and music and stuff like that and I started working for a radio station in Philadelphia and I just didn't see myself really like wanting to pursue like uh wrestling in college and going about it any further because it's just like in my head, I did. I knew, I, I felt like I was going to be a good wrestler and a bad a bad college student. I felt like I was going to be held back or something like yeah. that. Because I'm all about competition and wrestling, and I love all yeah. that. But I just I didn't want to go and especially West Virginia. West Virginia is like the biggest party school in the country. I would have yeah. been there. I don't even know. So I was just like, you know, what? I'm going to take the safe route. I'm going to go into radio. I already got a job. I'm going to stick with this. Right. <laughs> um. So I know that you were a Ninja American Ninja Warrior finalist. Um. But after looking into it a little more, you've got quite the resume when it comes to uh, <laughs> TV shows. Um, so I'm just going to read off a few right now. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, American Ninja Warrior, um, From G's to Gents, uh, Genuine Ken, Focus Rally America, Guinness World Records Unleashed, Dating yep. Naked, yep. and then you were in a movie, Standing Ovation. Um, and that's so it. Talk, <laughs> to me, uh, talk to me a little bit about those and uh, your, like what those was like. Well, I mean, it all started, like, 2008, um, I was working in a gym, and I was, like, working the overnight, or not the overnight shift, but, like, the late shift, and then, you know, I'd be on the computer or whatever, and I, I got a random message from a casting director who was like, hey, you want to be on a TV show? And this is from G's the Gents. I had no intention ever to, like, try out for the shows. I didn't even think about it at the time, because really nobody thinks about, like, applying to shows, or, like, very few people do. And then I was like, screw it, I'll try it. And then next thing you know, I'm on a show from D's the gents with Fonsworth Bentley as the the host and it, it was crazy it was a good experience but then I got like the reality tv the, the I got that like bug afterwards you know so I started uh wanting to apply to more and you know once you start like applying to stuff you kind of get into like the casting directors like Rolodex and then they start calling you they start reaching out I mean next thing you know I've been on like eight reality shows and whatever but the most fun one I think I had was uh Focus Rally America that was on Hulu and it was uh, a TV show where it was kind of like the Amazing Race. I was in a Ford Focus, like when they knew they first came out. I was with my buddy Ben, and we uh, drove around the country in the Ford Focus. We went to different cities, 
um, every night or every two nights, and we have to do challenges and whatnot. And it was just crazy. I mean, there was like walking on the wings of an airplane. There was like high tree ropes. There right. was jumping off stuff. It was nuts, and uh, that was that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, could you explain to me and our audience what uh, G's to how did G's to gents kind of works? From G's to gents was uh, they wanted to take a bunch of guys that were. Geez, uh, and turn us into gentlemen because Fonzo right. Bentley was supposed to be like the ultimate gentleman. Um, it was produced by Jamie Foxx, and he's supposed to be like a, a gentleman or whatever. I in no way think I'm a G, and I think they were just trying to find like a, a random Italian white guy from right. Jersey to throw yeah. on the show, and I just fit the mold. I mean, I had fun. Um, I eventually got kicked off the show for um, already being a gentleman and having a house and a car and a motorcycle, and I was not like, you know. Yeah. Living the way the other cast members were, so I didn't need to be there. But it was still a cool experience. I still talked to some of the guys from the show. Um, it was just, it was cool. It was my first reality TV like experience, first TV experience, and uh, yeah, that that definitely started me um, started me up for sure. Yeah, at least got my got got the itch to do some more shows. Yeah. Um. So you're a two time Ninja Warrior finalist, correct? Two times, and I I've been on the shows three times. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I, uh, how did that kind of start? Oh, yeah. So after um, after high school and like whatnot, I mean, I was continuing wrestling a little bit, but I didn't really feel like being on the mat so much anymore. And I still wanted to have some type of competitive thing in my life. And I saw American Ninja Warrior was like going on, and um, I think it was they already had three seasons. I think it was because I was on season four, five, and six. Yeah. So three seasons already passed, and I was watching. So I just like randomly looked up online. I'm like, are there any Ninja Warrior gyms? local to south jersey and there was and it happened to be like two miles from my parents house at the time um so i was like screw it i'm gonna hit up the dude and see if i can come by and uh it was funny the guy's name is chris Golcheski, and he hit me back and he was like dude i've actually been a fan of your song tetris for like 10 years he's like i definitely wow. want you to come by um so i went there and uh i was i've always been strong i've always had really good grip strength but i had no idea how to do any of the like the techniques or the fundamentals of ninja warrior because it's a lot more than people think um and so he taught me a lot and then i tried out for the show and i got the uh i got the casting call for it went to uh season four and i i did pretty well and i made it to finals i fell in the uh, stage one of finals out there but out in vegas before i lived here but i thought i mean it was just cool it was like my first experience and then from there i just constantly trained and i'm still like non-stop training with it today i mean look at my hands i have like Jesus. holes in them <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, it's fun. And then uh, I, I got called the next season, got called the season after that. And then, um, yeah, so uh, season four, season five, made it to finals. And then season uh, six, actually, I've competed in St. Louis, and I got disqualified over some dumb shit. Uh, they said I used my hands on some obstacle that was totally bogus. And, yeah, I got pretty upset, so I didn't apply the next two years. <laughs> so, But I did apply this year, and then um, I got the call for it, and then, we're in a fucking pandemic, and now we can't film anything. So there you go. <laughs> Sit at home. All right. Um, so you're obviously an artist. Um, how and when did you kind of uh, take a liking to music? Well, when I was in, I mean, when I was in high school, I kind of always hung around um, the people that were into music, the the rappers from our schools, the kids that did like the talent shows. I grew up loving rap. I grew up listening to Wu-Tang, Redman, Method Man, Eminem, uh, Ludacris. I mean, these are the people like I just, they, I, they inspired me. And I just knew how to write. I've always, I've always been really good with writing. 
So I was like, screw it, I'm going to try this out. And at first, I sucked. I definitely sucked. And um, I didn't think anything that I did was good. And then I met my boy who I'm in this group to cab with, uh, his name is Brian. Met randomly at uh, through a function or whatever we were at. And uh, he was like, I'm going to help mold you. He's like, you have the flow. You know what to say. You just don't know how to say it right now. So he was kind of helping me. And I was like, I think this is like 17 or 18, maybe not 18, yeah, 18 years old. Like right when I just got out of high school, it was like immediate. And then um, started making music with a couple songs and a couple more. And then I got involved with uh, a couple other guys out there. And we kind of started doing, you know, the mixtape circuit and did pretty well. And then I got a job at a radio station in Philadelphia. And once I got a job there, I ended up working there for like seven or eight years. I had a platform that nobody else had. So me and my boy Brian are now doing remixes for all the DJs on the radio. We're performing at all the radio concerts. We're performing at all the clubs. I literally, I went from like, you know, just starting out and then having a platform that most people dream of having or never get. And I think that's what really like kind of catapulted me or wanted me or, or maybe like continue to do what I was doing. Because if I, if I started it and I didn't see anything, I wouldn't be here like 12 years later still making music. I would have right. been like, all right, this ain't working out. But once I started getting some streams or at the time getting, you know, CD sales, pushing CDs out of a trunk, uh, I started doing things you know, that other people weren't doing. I was like, screw it. And then I started getting radio play. And then I started getting booked for things. And I started traveling. I mean, Christ, I got to do, I got to write five songs for a movie. Like, it was, it's just crazy. It happened quick. And then, uh, yeah, so I just kept at it. Right. Um, <laughs> did you have, like, a favorite artist um, growing up that you kind of, uh, not looked up to in a way, but, like, you know, kind of latched on to and was, like, like. I mean, my favorite artist, I think, I, I think everybody online knows my favorite artist is, is Eminem. Uh, I, I, like, I, I, I grew yeah. up listening to Eminem since 1998, bro, since he came out with, like, like every, like, every album, every fucking remix, every feature, I, I've always loved the dude, I just like that he talked about his life so personal, and I like that he didn't really hold back, so many people try to censor themselves, and I just, he just never did, um, I thought it was dope, I also really like Wu-Tang, because, like, they're just a very New York hip-hop group, uh, like, and they're just, they're, it's like nine, nine rappers, and they're all different styles, and then they all do their solo stuff, and I just thought it was pretty dope. And then um, I got in Ludacris a lot because Ludacris is a dope rapper, but he's a commercial rapper. And he knows how to, like, play with words, play, play with sounds, play with cadences, make things sound cooler than they should sound. And he's always had that style. And I like that he just, you know, he kind of changed the changed the mainstream rap, like, era, I'd say. He kind of, like, helped people cross over and make it uh, cooler to say things or make it funnier to say things or be okay with like kind of joking with the way you say yeah. something. Eminem just made it cool to talk about, you know, life. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely could have guessed. Um, I don't know what it was, but something uh, kind of struck me that you were like an Eminem guy, but I was in my head. Like if I, if I say, Oh, is Eminem your favorite? He's going to be like, why? I can't be the only uh, white. Why, some white? <laughs> yeah. Um, now Eminem is just cool, and then even today, I mean, for dude's like almost forty-seven years old, he just—I mean, he drops an album, and he's number yeah. one immediately. I mean, his new album, "Music Be Murdered By," it's, it's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. and, <laughs> anybody that says it's not, it's just they're lying to themselves. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> so since since all those uh, you know rappers that uh, you just mentioned, they're obviously all great. Um, I'm going to ask you or say a few names of more uh, current rappers, some of which, I mean, I'm, uh, I kind of like. So, and I'm going to ask you, like, your thoughts on them, basically. 
um, as artists. Um, Tory Lanez. I like Tory Lanez. I like that he like. I like that he's very involved in the social media movement, and he like definitely tries to connect with his fans. Um, I mean, I don't go in the car and bump Tory Lanez like when I can listen to other things, but yeah. he's on. I'm not turning him off. I think I think he's a dope artist, and uh, I definitely think he's he he's he's creating or he's molding um, he's molding a path for like the future artists in the world. Like he's not out here just doing like whatever music. He's actually saying some things, and he's keeping connected with the with the community and keeping connected with his fans. And I think that's cool. So. I think he's dope. What about Uzi? Who? Lil Uzi Vert. Lil Uzi Vert? Well, I mean, I don't say I listen to him, but he's from Philly, and I, I mean, I'm from, I'm from Philly, so gotta say Philly represent. I don't. Right. I honestly could. I couldn't even name an Uzi song to be honest, and uh, that's just, that shows my age pretty bad. But I don't care. But he's from Philly, so I support all things Philly. Yeah, I feel like that's a stigma now. It's like the newer rappers kind of pertain to like this newer generation of, um, you know, young adults and uh, kids. And I feel like people um, that grew up in, like, the era where Eminem first started becoming big and, like, those kind of guys, they don't really, um, you know, get, uh, g- gather too much interest in wanting to listen to, uh, you know, some of the newer... I, I get it. I get, like, the turn-up music and stuff like that. I just like hearing things. I like hearing wordplay. I like hearing... Uh like double entendres. I like I like hearing things that yeah. are creative. I like hearing mm-hmm. you say one line, but it means three things. Like I, I like that, and I think that's so it's so old school, I guess. But now, I mean, I can't say it's old school. It's just not as many rappers do it, and definitely right. not a lot of new rappers do it because I think they're just out to you know they get their their quick build on their songs, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, I'm cool. I'll, I'll keep doing this because it worked. I like people trying to like push the envelope and. Not as many people do it, but there's still some out there. Joyner Lucas is fucking amazing, and that dude's—he's killing it right now. Yeah, a lot of people, especially who I know, are crazy about Travis Scott, but I'm personally not a—you uh, know—I'm not big on him. I don't—I—I I, I never really cared so much for Travis Scott, but I did watch his documentary um, that was like recently. I don't know if it was on Netflix, wherever I watched it. Um, I—I actually have more respect for him after I seen that documentary. Because he did so much with that Astro World concert that is in yeah. his old city, I thought that was cool. And I, I always, I always respect when people like go back to their roots and like bring bring some type of community together or like try to help where they came from. Because it just shows it's like you didn't forget where you came from. You knew like you were who you were back then. You knew when you were broke. You remember when you were fucking home, just hanging out in the basketball courts, wishing that you were going to be somebody. And then when you right. become somebody. And you bring your boys with you and you go back to your town. I think that's cool. And you do stuff. Like, he brought a fucking festival to his goddamn, you know, his city that wasn't there before. He did yeah. that. So I thought that was cool. So, no, I don't listen to many songs. I mean, there's, like, obviously the, what's that, Sickle Mode? I think that's one of his songs. I mean, I love that song. It's a, it's a club banger. I, I like things that I hear like that. But I don't go listening to, like, his music nonstop. But I definitely respect him. Yeah, no doubt. Um so are you DJ as well? Um, that's got to be cool. Um, can you? Uh, I don't me? DJ. I, I don't DJ for se, per se. I MC. So the difference oh, is okay. like I work with the DJs. I'm on the microphone. So like when I'm doing the pool party and whatever, a lot of DJs don't really like talking on the mic. Um, and I don't know if you know that or notice, but a lot of them just don't. They like they might say one thing here and there, but most times they're just like whatever. So with me there, like I can go out there every like 10, 15 minutes in front. And I can hype them up. You know, I can bring the waitresses on stage and they can spray champagne guns. We can give out free shots. 
things that this DJ doesn't really want to do, but it adds right. so much. And in the end, I'm making the DJ look cooler. So yeah. I'm just doing stuff for, and I'm do, I do it for like whatever the club, you know, I like building the environment, making the party better and making people, you know, like have a better time. A lot of people, they pay a lot of money to go to these clubs, man. Especially out here in Vegas, they pay a lot of fucking money. So I try to do anything I can to give them their money's worth and it's whatever. So I run around and I just, I make them, I make them happy, hype them up. <laughs> but it's, yeah, um, it's a lot so, of fun, especially here in Vegas, man. I've seen, yeah. I've seen a lot. <laughs> Um, so obviously, I've seen uh, you around Paulie D and the Jersey Shore people a decent amount. Um, what's that like? What are they like? What's your uh, relationship with them? Yeah, well, I mean, Paulie, me and Paulie um, have been friends for I guess like since season. I, met, I think I met him season one because uh, I have a house in Seaside. Okay. And, you know, we were just hanging down there, and I knew like we kind of knew of each other, like like because like we uh, I was like hosting clubs out in Jersey and Philly and New York. And he was DJ, and like we're, it's a very tight community out there in Jersey. I mean, you know, like people just we know of each other. Yeah. And then uh, we we connected one time when we when they were filming the season. I actually ended up you know being on the show, the old seasons, like a couple times. It still pops up like all the time. People always send me screenshots. But yeah, and then after everything, we just stayed in touch. We became like pretty close. He lives out here in Vegas. Um, see each other as much as possible. We work together a lot. Uh, I do a lot of gigs with him. We just did one in Delaware in February before the whole pandemic happened. <laughs> and then Ronnie, Ronnie's also like one of my best friends. I hang out with him all the time. I mean, we just, I was just texting with him earlier. I think tomorrow we're going to get a gym session in because thank God he just bought a home gym. So let's wow. go. Wow. That must um, be nice. <laughs> yeah. So he lived, Ronnie lives like down the street from me. Uh, so I, I see him a lot. Uh, yeah. Just pretty cool. I mean, to me, they're regular people. I know they're, they're the biggest reality stars that have ever walked on this earth i feel yeah. like right now between them and the kardashians but to me the regular people you know like i i know a lot about them i'm very close to them i don't divulge any information we're just friends you know what i mean and whatever you guys see online you see out there it, it sucks sometimes and they get put on blast but you know what at the end of the day it's like i'm still their boys i'm still backing them up no matter what you know right at homies um since we're on the topic of uh, knowing people, I noticed that uh, you know uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I'm like kind of a WWE guy. So how did uh, how'd you meet them? Well, Sonya is from or Darius. She's from Jersey. She's from uh, like right oh, okay. around where I grew up in like Freehold. And we knew each other uh, back then. And uh, then like you know we knew we knew of each other. We met each other back in the day. And then you know she started doing the WWE thing. And then uh, we reconnected. I mean a couple times. But then most recently she hit me up. Think, I forget when I was, but she came. Oh, when the Conor McGregor fight was going on, the most recent one. She hit me up. She uh, DM'd me. And was like, "Hey, me and my friend Mandy are coming out." I didn't know Mandy at the time. Me and my friend Mandy are coming out. Uh, if you want to hang out and just whatever, whatever, I'll be out there three days. And I was like, "Sure." And then, uh, yeah, we just hung out the whole time. And then they got they wanted to film a YouTube video, so we did a little like workout at the gym. I took them to one of my gyms. I put them like a Ninja Warrior, like you know, high intensity workout, like. And then uh, I took him to my buddy's bar where he had, like, it's a burger bar. I had him try, like, a bunch of burgers. And it was cool for YouTube. And then, uh, yeah, they got me tickets to rest, I mean, to Royal Rumble. I went to Royal Rumble in Houston this past uh, whenever it was. And they're cool. I was just talking to her earlier. I want to. I actually want to fly out to Florida and hang out with Sonya sometime soon. She's got a new house, got a new pools. I'm trying to swim in it. <laughs> wrestling community for a while like like one of my good friends he like knows all the like characters he introduced me like mojo introduced me to like 
Paul Heyman. I, I've met like shout out Steve K because I know he's probably gonna watch this. The guy's name is Steve K to hook me up. But um, yeah, he introduced me to a lot of them, and then you know I just meet. There, I don't know. You just meet them out here in Vegas. You meet so many people out here in Vegas. It's hard not to run into like everyone. And then I'm usually hosting a party or whatever, and we just become friends. Like if they're there, if a celebrity's there, they usually want to be recognized in some way. So I go up on a microphone, I shout them out, and then we just end up being friends. I don't know how it happens. It happens so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm a big challenge fan, and um, I noticed you were uh, you also were hanging out with Joss and Rogan. I've seen you kind of interact with guys like Brad and uh, you know Paulie on social media. Um, how did you uh, like? What's your uh, relationship with those guys like? I mean, I met I meet everybody kind of the same way. They come out to Vegas, they hit me up, they'll DM me, or you know, they'll let me know they're coming. Or when I was dating my ex, uh, I met him through them, and then I just become cool, uh, cool with everybody because like. I don't know. I'm not really, I'm not really trying to take anything from them. I'm just like, hey, you guys ever come to Vegas? Fucking, I got you. I'll do whatever I can. Yeah. And then every time they come back, I always uh, take care of them. Me and Joss are really close. He, uh, he came out, he came out recently too. Kind of, oh yeah, he came out for the Conor McGregor fight too. That weekend, Joss and Rogan. We yeah, got Joss came out, and then um, that was the first time I met Rogan actually. And then I went to went to a couple of clubs with them, took them out, and then. Yeah, me and Joss are just very similar people. We we like the same shit. We have the same workout ethic, you know. Like we're we're definitely in the same like mind state. So we just became really cool. Pauly, uh, he's the same way. Pauly, Pauly just comes out to Vegas. Hook me up, be like, hey, I'm already here. What's up? Let's go work out. And he's the same way. He's a good mind state. I know Pauly gets a bad rap sometimes for whatever he says online, but I think he's cool, man. He's um, a Jersey guy too. He is. I know. So I think he's cool, man. I think I think the dude got a bad rap, and I, I feel like nobody really gave him a chance because he came from Big Brother, he was dating Kara and all this shit, like, and then automatically they wanted him to be the villain, and I just, I don't know. I think he's cool, and I, I don't think he uh, deserves the, the hate that he gets. Brad, I met because we went to some challenge mania event. In, oh, yeah, in Chicago. We went out there, and he was just on the roster, and I got booked the MC with Kayla and he was there and I forget who else was there but yeah I met him through there and then that was actually I think that was the only time I've ever actually met him we talked here and there and he actually hit me up saying he was supposed to come to Vegas like I guess the first week of the pandemic and obviously that didn't work out but right that's actually been a, a very uh, similar message I've been getting a lot of people had like trips booked for May and June and shit like that and it just they canceled their flights or the hotels or rebooking them Sucks, man. A lot of my friends are back home. My mom and dad were supposed to be here last week. It's just uh, so brutal. Um, sucks. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you stay uh, active. You work out a lot. You're obviously a Ninja Warrior alumni. Um, have you ever gotten contacted to go on the challenge? Or if you haven't, would you go if given the opportunity? I've never been contacted to be on the challenge. People always think like that's as big a thing. Um, they talk about it. And I don't, I mean, I've always said in the past, like when, when I was dating my ex, I said, if it, if it helped her, if it, if it was like a season where she needed, like, I don't know, like a alliance or whatever. And I need to be on it. I would have done it, but I don't, I don't know. Like I'm about to be 35 years old. I don't fucking want to start a, a, a challenge career. You know, I'd rather go be on fucking the Titan games from the, the rock, you know, or yeah. another season of American Ninja Warrior. So I mean, I would do it if they called, and I, I i don't think I would probably do it for a bunch of years. I probably don't want to hurt myself when I'm fucking starting to turn 38, 39. Like, I'm like, I'm good. Um, but I would do it. I would go in there and probably see how I do. 
but no, I've never been contacted. I mean, it's not really like top of the list. I'd rather be Big Brother. Put me on Big Brother. Fuck that. Big Brother is, I don't know. I just, I have a cool, like, I just, I, I always think it's fucking cool that it's like a 100% live show or live feeds. And it's like three episodes a week. They edit it up. I just think it's so fucking cool how they do Big Brother. I would do that. Plus, it's like carnival games. I feel like I'll be good at them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, so, obviously, I won't talk too deep into what went on, but uh, you've come up in a uh, recent um, episode. Um, I'm just kind of basically going to ask you uh, what your whole stance on is on Bear. I mean, dude, I don't know the dude at all, obviously. I've never met him. Uh, I think it's fucked up how he approached or from what I heard, I've watched the show. I mean, I think it's fucked up, obviously how he would do that to somebody, but you know what? I heard he's a scumbag. So I don't, I don't know anything else but that. So if that's his MO, that's his MO, but you know, two got to play the game. So that's all I'll say on that. <laughs> it's what it is. You keep freezing um, my bad. I, so I, I, you, you froze for a second. Okay. Yeah, not um, so what are some hidden interests or talents of yours that people might not know about you? Hidden interests or talents? Uh, I don't know if I really hide anything. <laughs> Interest, I mean, I love, like, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book with everything I post. I mean, I'm a very adventurous, outdoorsy guy. My interests include, like, any type of working out shit. I mean, I live in Las Vegas. We have mountains. I'm trying to hike every trail in Las Vegas. I've been doing that like every week i mean i like to do stuff that's like different i different from whatever everybody else is doing that's my hobbies my interests uh as far as hidden talents i don't know i mean i have the guinness book record i have the guinness book of world records for the most yardsticks broke on my head in under a oh minute my God. <laughs> so i guess that's a talent <laughs> i don't know if it's hidden though <laughs> i'm in the book. um yeah what are some weaknesses now weaknesses uh that's something here what are my weaknesses? I'm stubborn as hell. I can definitely say that. Uh, say so that's a mental weakness. Um, or I don't know. I don't know what any weaknesses are. I, I definitely am stubborn. So I always, whenever I get this question on anything, I always say stubborn. I feel like that's just gonna stick for the rest of my life. Sometimes I just can't let go of a grudge. And uh, yeah, but I feel like a lot of a lot of like Jersey Italian guys are the same way. We kind of get in our heads and we're like, "Fuck that guy." I'm not like, "That's how we are, man." Stubborn. <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap it up with a few more questions. Um, favorite cheat meal or snack? Mm. I fucking love pizza. Pizza is my favorite cheat anything. And uh, I mean, snack? Oh, my God. I think I housed like three bags of Starburst jelly beans over the past uh, quarantine. <laughs> over During quarantine. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking good, man. I don't know. It's like they are literally... I just kills me. Huh? Which ice cream's the worst for me. Ice cream? I I don't I don't like it that ice much, cream. but I will go for some cold stone the cookie dough ice cream. For me. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cold stone cookie dough ice cream is yeah. Cookie dough you can never go wrong. Yeah, I love the pints. Oh my <laughs> the, god! Yeah. The Hagen Dazs pints as uh, cookie dough. Oh my hell god. yeah! Yeah. I can just eat, I can get cookie dough. I, I I'll get cookie dough and won't even make the cookies. I'll just eat I'll just eat the dough. <laughs> Yeah, I have a bad habit of that as well. Um, <laughs> that's um, why I do. I do so much cardio, so I so I can eat cookies. That's I think that's really yeah. good. Like that's that's why that's why I do cardio, so I can eat cookies. 
Um, so what's your quarantine adjustment kind of been like, you know, having to MC, uh, working out, rapping, like those are things you do on the daily. How has quarantine kind of shifted those things for you? Well, for me, um, I don't know if you saw online, but before I came, before quarantine happened, I was actually, um, I was in Cabo for almost uh, three weeks. Mm-hmm. I was booked. I was booked for spring break and I was hosting parties, uh, almost every day. So I, I was literally there for three weeks straight of pretty much the same thing. So this happened. I actually had to go home a week early and it was nice to come home and sit and do nothing. Um, because three weeks of nonstop partying was just a lot. And then once I came home, I just was like, I'm watching TV. I'm not doing shit for like a week and a half. I chilled. And then I started like getting, I was like, all right, I'm going to get into a little routine. I'm going to start, I get, I'll do my fasted cardio in the morning. I'll start, you know, getting active and whatever. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like I kind of got my fix in with all of it in Cabo. And when I came back here, I was like, all right, let me go get my life back together. I want to just like work out. I mean, it sucks. I'm doing these stupid home workouts, but I'm hiking. I'm trying to do as much cardio and working out as I can to stay uh, lean. But yeah, I think keeping a routine is the main key in order to stay sane in this whole thing. But like, if you don't have a routine and you're just kind of like going off the whim, or if you're just drinking every day, I feel like you're gonna come out of this uh, kind of like mind fucked. I'm <laughs> trying my best to to keep a routine. I'll give myself like one day a week where like I'll have a, a drink, a glass of wine, or something like that. But I'm not like, I see people going on like four day bingers. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, no. that shit now. So one day a week I'll get myself. And then the other, other six days I try to like get back into a routine and I've definitely watched, I, I feel like I've almost finished Netflix. Like, I feel like I've just almost wow. finished it. Like, I feel like I've completed Netflix. Like it's a fucking game. Like, uh, damn it. I'm never watching TV again after quarantine. Yeah, no doubt. I, you know, I've kind of used um, this time to like get better at things that um you know you know better yourself in ways that you wouldn't normally think to better yourself in you know if this wasn't happening like for instance you know I use like the garden hose like I like use that as like battle ropes um, <laughs> like it's just small things like that that's just like you know you I know that's I mean, what you got. Yeah, that's cool. You definitely got to be creative. I'm, I, I feel like I'm doing, actually, I, I definitely try to at least do anywhere from like 250 to 500 push-ups a day, do like 50 burpees when I get up. Like I'm doing shit I definitely don't want to do, yeah. but I'm doing it and uh, <laughs> somehow I'm doing it. But I have I have taken this time um, with my group, The Cab. We have a new album coming out on Memorial Day. We got that done, which I probably wouldn't have gotten done this fast if it wasn't for this time. Um, I released a song about like this whole quarantine situation the other day with my group uh, called We'll Be Okay. So that's out now. That wouldn't have got done. It wouldn't even have existed. And like, I feel like I'm just, I'm getting a lot of music done, doing a lot of writing because I mean, once I feel like everything kicks back in, it's going to be hard for me to like stay focused and want to write more music because I, I know I'm going to be pulled in like 30 different directions. Like I got so much shit going on out here in Vegas. Like once it opens back up. And everybody that I do stuff with, they've constantly just been like, yo, Mike, are you ready for this? Once this happens, once this happens, I'm just like, ah, like, yes, I'm ready. But, um, yeah, I feel like we still definitely have a few more weeks of this where we can Mm -hmm. probably use this time to better ourselves. And then I feel like it's going to be hitting the ground running. Because I feel like once people, once everything opens up, as much as as I hate to say it, people are going to go right back to normal. And I feel like it's going to be hard for people to really think the social distancing thing through 
I'm going to because fuck yeah. that. But I know, like, a lot of people are just so, like, stir-crazy right now that somebody might just go walk, just go to the mall and just walk around for eight hours. Who cares? At this point, it's like they just want to do anything. Like, there's been times, yeah. like, here, I'll go and just get in my car and just drive for an hour just to get out yeah. and just see, see some shit. Um, and that's why I like to go hiking. Hiking, I feel like it's just like, all right, I'm away from everything. I just walked six miles. I'm good. I can go back and sit on the couch now. That's the only option I got. <laughs> like, yeah, um, so. I'm just praying for Memorial Day weekend right now. Obviously, it seems like a long shot, but you and me both—that's my birthday. <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, uh, the 27th. It, sometimes okay. it lands on. It actually, sometimes it actually lands on Memorial Day. This year, it's uh, I think it's Wednesday. It's the Wednesday after Memorial Day. So okay. I think Memorial Day is the 25th, and yeah, Monday up. It's going to be interesting to see how people uh, take take uh, social distancing on that weekend. That's uh, I'm going to leave it at that because I'm starting to see people just go outside and like you know, it's so it's getting nice out. I mean, out here in Vegas, we're hitting the hundreds, man. Like, so people are just like out, like they're enjoying themselves, and it's hard. It's going to be hard to keep people inside. I'm like, if I see it nice outside, I want to go out. I want to do anything. I want to go for a run. I want to do something. I want to be outside and. Everybody's the same. And they got kids. Kids are cooped up in their house. They want to go ride their bikes. They want to go hop on their scooters. And there's only so much Fortnite they can fucking play. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like the weather's so up and down in Jersey. It's like yesterday it was like humid out. And today it was like, you know, rainy. Um, it's just all over the place. I feel that for sure. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. We got a couple more weeks. And then uh, Memorial Day weekend will be upon us. I mean, I'm curious to see what the beaches look like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, uh, it was a pleasure having you on today, Mikey, and I appreciate you giving me your time. No problem, man. It was fun. It was good meeting you. Good talking to you. Let me know where this is posted, and I'll share it gotcha. everywhere. So just keep me. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hope you All right, brother. I'll talk man. to you. Yeah, Later. peace.